so excited that you're joining us tonight ladies and gentlemen it is a halloween edition of the podcast we are in the spooky season and we're excited to bring you a spooky episode of louisville's best podcast you louisville's best listeners ah us definitely some scary podcasters let's go around the room see how everybody's doing and question of the night from charlie himself what was your favorite halloween cartoon aaron you're a connoisseur of cartoons how are you in sunny texas and what was your favorite halloween themed cartoon i'm doing uh, okay um my favorite halloween cartoon would be witches night out which you probably well, you you've seen it tim we've seen it several times you just probably don't remember it it's uh like a 70s cartoon like really crummy animation like gilda radner and, yes yeah. yeah yeah and i think belushi might be in it yeah, and uh, it's about some kids that get turned into actual monsters by a witch, and then the townspeople are hunting them and stuff. And I do remember you that. You can find one. it on uh, the internet, <laughs> yes. among other places. All right, Charlie, how are you? Favorite Halloween themed cartoon? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, just working all the time per usual. <laughs> per usual. Uh, I haven't had a lot of uh, dogs to sit. Um, I don't know if you guys heard the bad news, but we lost Boogie. You I know, did hear that. I heard that the other day. It's very sad. One of the, the first dog I watched passed away a couple weeks ago. So we love Miss Boogie. Um, my favorite Halloween episode uh, would be the Garfield Halloween special. Oh, really? Yeah. What Loved happened it. in that one? Uh, lots of Lou Rawls songs. Okay. Um, a, him and Odie get separated and Garfield gets lost. It's, it's, it's great. Oh, okay. All right. John. That's the one where they're dressed as pirates, right? Yes. Aaron, Aaron on the spot knows that one. John, how are you? Favorite Halloween-themed cartoon? I'm doing good. It's going to have to be Charlie Brown, The Great Pumpkin. That's where I was going. Yeah, me and Brian are going to share that one. It's good. Yeah, it's just the classic. We still watch it. We got it on streaming. Uh, me and Carla watch it. We're just like, hey, I'm not going to ask because you know, she's 17. She ain't going to watch that. She never watched it when she was little. But we watch it every year still, and it's still great. Yeah, it's classic. Definitely the classic. I'll show it in class. We'll watch in class Friday before Halloween. It's just something we'll do because they aren't going to listen to me on that day. So, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, Brian. It's the annual Beth Haven showing of Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown followed by Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> well, that's in high school. <laughs> One of my friends asked me if I'd ever seen that. I'm like, of course I've seen that mm-hmm. movie. It's my favorite. Brian, how are you, buddy? Spookingly solid. Spookingly solid. Up top. Yes, I, I would ask you the question, but it sounds like you were in the same camp as I was. John. If I had to pick a runner-up, it wouldn't necessarily be a special like Halloween, but it would be like Scooby Doo because everything I, was a yeah. mystery of it. Scooby Doo is what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really recall there being that many Halloween cartoons though when we were kids. I mean, Nothing you had, like Christmas, obviously. Yeah, you had. Um, I mean, you had the Ch- Great Pumpkin, you had the Garfield one, but I don't really recall there being. They didn't have all the cool stop motion animations and stuff like they did for Christmas, which I wish they did. That would have been amazing. We only had Nightmare Before Christmas for the stop animation. Yeah, and that, that's the only one. That just gets better with age, though. I mean, that's just one of them that gets better as you get older. Hot take. Not a fan. Not a fan? I'm not a fan of any of Tim Burton, Burton's goth stuff. Really? Um, so basically everything. <laughs> I was going to say, so like everything. Uh, yeah, every, I was thinking every, through that list myself. <laughs> everything. Uh, the, no, Mars Attacks is 
the best film he ever made yeah. by far for multiple <laughs> reasons. I don't, I, to me at least, because uh, it was something different for him. It was 1950s, not 80s mall kids being depressed. I, I mean, you know, that's just my personal take on it. So I'll say this about Nightmare Before Christmas. I love the music, but I can't stand watching the movie. <laughs> oh, I love the movie. I mean, I, I, I watch it. I mean, it's not like it's a weekly thing or anything like that. But we'll <laughs> every night, I sit there with my with my right. mask on and my my tux. Right, right after we finish Hocus Pocus, <laughs> now that, that's a hot take right there. I can't stand that. Oh, uh, anyways, oh, man, we'll, do, we'll do we'll do we'll do Halloween hot takes maybe in a couple of weeks. But Louisville is known as one of the cities that has a place that's considered one of the scarier places in America, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Uh, it's pretty much on every one of those ghost shows, and uh, it's a pretty spooky place. A lot of people die there, but since we are a Kentucky-based podcast, sorry, Aaron, we're going to talk about the top scariest places in Kentucky. It is actually the top eight most haunted places in Kentucky. This is by KentuckyForKentucky.com, K-Y for K-Y. So, it's like the pork producers. <laughs> so, number one, Liberty Hall, Frankfurt. I am not familiar with that. Well, I, I read... Uh, I know, like in I know, 1759, there well, was I mean, 1796. Yeah, I think it's. I think it served like as the state John capital. Brown was one of Kentucky's first senators. And in 1796, he built a family home in Frankfurt. Many people have lived and died in the home from slaves to relatives. Today, there are said to be three primary spirits that exist in a state of unrest. First and most famous is Miss Margaret Verrick, a.k.a. the Grey Lady. Okay, that's a pretty good band name. She is said to have traveled around 800 miles to attend a funeral for a family member only to succumb to a heart attack after her journey. Initially buried in the garden, rumors say her body was later moved. Now her restless spirit is said to wander the grounds, opening doors and closing doors, and always wearing gray. By the way, somebody opened and closing doors in my house, I'd be gone. But anyways, <laughs> there's also a Spanish opera performer that visited and disappeared mysteriously from the mansion in 1805. Um, and a... a a figure wearing a soldier's uniform. So, there you go. The next one kind of intrigues me. The Kentucky State Penitentiary in Eddyville. Now, I've, I have read, I just recently got done reading a book on um, prisons haunted, always just creep me haunted, haunted prisons, and this, this actually made the book. I mean, it was this. It was the um, Ohio State Penitentiary, some of the other state penitentiaries in like Pennsylvania and some other places. But yeah, this place made the made the list. That place is absolutely creepy. Right, here we go. Most of us never wanted to see the inside of the Kentucky State Penitentiary at 266 Water Street, but the structure itself is phenomenal. It is the oldest prison in the state, built in 1886, and the architecture is not only solid, but also a work of art. The intricately designed building was made to hold prisoners, but many a spirit has also made their home there. Uh, let's see. Modern inmates and guards alike tell tales of strange orbs, footsteps when no one is there, voices, disembodied screams, and other hair-raising experience. Just because the prisoner's body dies there doesn't mean the soul rests. Now, John, this is still an active penitentiary, yeah. right? <laughs> it's the state pen. Oh, man. You would stay in a haunted penitentiary? Well, you don't, well, really don't have much choice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I it mean, isn't like it's like, well, do you want to stay or Excuse not? Excuse me, officer. I don't want to go here. It's haunted. <laughs> Oh, you're totally fine. We put you in a nice hotel. It ain't haunted, okay? Carla stayed in a haunted hotel down in uh, Chattanooga. I was wondering where you were going there for a second. No, Carla didn't. stayed in a haunted hotel. Well, well I, that's a Carla cool story. Carla served a year for money laundering. <laughs> she stayed a... I will bet. Anyway, we can, I can tell that to you. That's cool. All right. Uh, number next, Camp Taylor, Louisville. 
Camp Taylor might just be the second most haunted neighborhood haunted neighborhood in the United States. I wonder what the first is. Anyways, this small community was once a military Halloween camp <laughs> named after General Zachary Taylor. The streets are named after other generals like Sherman Lee during the camp's time and a military site. Tuberculosis epidemic struck the Louisville camp. Man, Louisville was just... TB Central. Just TB Central. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's a swamp. I mean, it's, it's just... You're, you're down in the middle of a swamp here. And yeah, it was yeah. bad. Goodness. Uh, local, local history. Yes, Camp Taylor was devastated by the disease and bodies were said to be stacked from floor to ceiling. Ghostly soldiers and even a few women from bygone bordellos are said to wander the neighborhood. Many residents have reported seeing soldiers walking in formation across the streets. And a blonde woman in a blue Victorian area dress is also known to wander the area. A young girl also roams Taylor Boulevard along with the soldiers, but her origin is unknown. I mean, rando goes. Well, I mean, it also had. It was also like at the center of the Louisville Spanish flu outbreak in like uh, nineteen eighteen. God, we gotta get out of this city, man. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah, it's it's supposed I to be this city <laughs> on tuberculosis. <laughs> Never mind. I'll just I'll just run the board. <laughs> Thank you, John. I just run the board, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate it. Yeah. I have found a treasure treasure trove on the interwebs. When we get to the to one of these, uh, I've got some okay. <laughs> some reviews. All right, uh, the old Talbot Tavern in Bardstown. It's pronounced Talbot. No, <laughs> I love how Aaron is just like oh, I'm in Texas. I'm not saying anything. Aaron, you still with us? I'm in Texas. <laughs> Aaron, speak up if you've ever been to these places like the penitentiary, right? This might be the oldest tavern yeah, in Kentucky, yeah. built in 1779 at 107 Stephen Foster Avenue. Now known as the city of Bardstown, the community had no name when the tavern was constructed. It was a well-known stagecoach stop for many travelers, including Jesse James and a banished king, not named. There are several rooms that hold scars from visit by Jesse James, including one where he was attacked. So it says. Yeah, and in other words, James thought he saw somebody in the room and fired his weapon repeatedly, leaving bullets in the holes. It's rumored that the specter was the very ghost reported in the old Habit Tavern. Visitors today report hearing footsteps and disembodied voices, and seeing the apparitions of a man and a woman and doors opening on their own. So it's a very popular thing in Kentucky. Ghosts like just opening doors and closing. Yeah, doors. it's the one thing they know how to do. It's, 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 it's pretty much. I it. didn't think ghosts could touch doors. Well, it, and their hand you, goes you, right through it. No, if you can. You have to be an extremely powerful spirit mm. to be able to to push a door open because you have to you have to manifest enough energy to interact with yeah. the. Is there like a list of ghost standards? Like, Aaron, I, you're a ghost expert, right? Yeah, there is. I mean, it's, you have to. You got for me it, to be a ghost. I mean, come on, haven't you ever seen Patrick Swayze? He has to build up enough energy to move stuff. No, I don't. Uh, you don't. You never watch Ghost? No. Oh, no. never watched Ghost. Uh, not, not enough. Of How do you feel about time? making? Pottery. Uh, no. Say, Brian, you want to go to pottery class? No. I'm good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you can as a ghost. You can move things if you can manifest enough energy to do it and interact with the oh. with the world around you. But it takes a, according to paranormal investigators and myself, <laughs> aka myself. Yeah, you have to. I am an amateur paranormal. Well, that's the reason why you see people like on ghost shows are like, oh, all the all the uh, all the battery power on my phone just went out because they pull supposedly. Pull the energy from other things to manifest themselves. At least that's what I, unless you're an extremely powerful entity, which then you get into all the Waverly Hills stuff. Number next, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. I love the place. 
The Google reviews are amazing. All right, let me get it. Let me get. Let me get the synopsis, and then we'll give you some Google reviews. The Google reviews of what? One of my friends just started working at Waverly, Waverly. Hills. Oh, yeah. Even those unfamiliar with Waverly Hills twisted paths can agree that the ominous structure looks creepy, even from a distance, as it towers over Bobby Nichols' Gawk Force. That part wasn't in there. The Gothic structure was built <laughs> just, in the early 1900s. It's like wow, they put Bobby Nichols in there as a tuberculosis hospital, and later a mental hospital and a geriatric center. The death count here was so high that patients were delivered for burial and disposal through the tunnel system, Dean. The death tunnel. The death a picture death. from on top of Waverly Hills in the 1920s. Did you take it? No. my. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> never mind. Forget it. My, my great uncle, uh, my dad's uncle, was a patient there when it was a tuberculosis asylum. Yeah. So before it was, it was the, the crazy house. One of my great uncles was, too. Did you guys have the same great uncle? No. I mean, it is Kentucky. (laughs) All right. This was done to prevent panic among the residents, and it wasn't just the ill who lost their lives. A nurse is known to have hung herself in the bell tower. That's a lie. People who take footage of the photos in Waverly often later find floating orbs in the store, distortions in their There's no bell tower on the place. (sighs) For who the bell tolls. All right. It's not a bell tower. And now let's take a break as Charlie... Has Google reviews of Waverly Hills San Antonio. One star. Not worth the money. (laughs) Only went to two rooms and no pictures were allowed due to a film being made. But no (laughs) film crew were either there. Disappointed. (laughs) Total BS. Took two hours to do a one hour or less tour because the guy kept blabbing on and on about nothing. I hope these guides are paid on how well their stories are. I was considering overnight 10 people, but nope. Won't spend any more money there. Disappointed. Kind of lame. You can't at least drive in to see the outside of the building. Don't waste your time driving out there. It's gated and you can't see any of it. You could drive right down. Yeah, I mean, wait till winter. Could not get in. Don't waste your time going there until they start doing tours in June. There's a neighborhood that literally yeah, backs you can, up you can, into You can it. drive right up there to that circle and look right up that fence line. There it is. Go. These are getting longer. Uh, <laughs> it, if this is the most haunted place on earth, then how come nobody has ever captured any video evidence of it? <laughs> All right, uh, let's get one okay, more. I, I got to find another short one. All right. <laughs> One star review. Had a great time. Guys were great. Haunted <laughs> house was fun. One star. Well, I don't know. No, they didn't know how the star system hey, worked. All right. I'm sure it's great, but it's really stupid that you're not even allowed to drive past without reservations for a two-hour guided tour. Traveling through with small kids and didn't want to tour, just want to take some photos. Definitely not worth a half-hour detour through Dumpy Town. <laughs> <laughs> they call it Dumpy Town? They said Dumpy, Dumpy Town. Town. <laughs> Aaron, remember when you lived in Dumpy that's a, Town? That's a pretty accurate depiction oh, yeah. of that part of Dixie Highway. Not very good, but a good night out with my wife. <laughs> We're living here in Dumpy Town. Uh, I'm going to start calling it that I now. need to call Dumpy Joe. Town. I need to call Joe and let him know that somebody called... Uh, to ask him to read the Google reviews. See if you can get us in. I, okay, I'll do that. Actually, I have another friend that's working there now. So I have yeah. two people. Yeah, come on. Get us Aaron, in. Joe's your I'll cousin. Go. He's your <laughs> wife's cousin. <laughs> we got a good <laughs> one. Terrible experience. Had a shirt stolen in five minutes <laughs> of purchase, and no one was willing to help me out. Basically told I was SOL. Even the cop was not willing to help at all. Overpriced tickets for VIP, and the whole tour was rushed. If I could give it zero stars, I would. 
and his shirt stolen. <laughs> that has been uh, Google reviews of Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Up next, Jeez Louis. Google reviews of the Wendy's on Dixie Highway in, in Dumpy Town. The Dumpy Town Wendy's. <laughs> Can we just rename our podcast Louisville Google reviews? And we just oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, all right, uh, we could do a segment every week. Bobby Mackey's Music World. That place is weird. Louder. That place is weird. Come for the ghost, stake for the music. Proclaims the website for Bobby Mackey's Music World, which stakes its claims as the most haunted nightclub in America. The historic roadhouse gained its paranormal reputation after two Satanists murdered and beheaded a woman. Named Pearl Bryan, 1897. Yikes. Her body was found in a field not so, far from the building. 1897 or 1987? It says 1897. Okay. I just didn't... <laughs> I was speaking fast. There were Satanists in 1897? Well, John, there's been Satanists ever since. They, they, were, they were called Mormons back then. Find <laughs> <laughs> us some Google reviews of Bobby Mackey. Another legend holds that a pregnant dancer named Johanna poisoned herself in the 1950s <laughs> after her father murdered her lover, a singer at the club, by hanging him in the dressing room. Wow, this is getting... <laughs> Visitors today can book private ghost tours that include Joanne's dressing room, <laughs> the Wall of Faces room, and Hell's Gate itself. Are they real faces? or I don't know. And other areas I can go with that. where they're dead are said to make themselves known. Cave Hill Cemetery. Oh, that place is amazing. Oh. Hang on. We got, we we got, got Bobby Mackey Google reviews? <laughs> Didn't actually go in. Just went and took a picture of it. So not a real good view of the actual bar. Plus, I was pregnant and not feeling good at the time. <laughs> Weak, expensive drinks, and rude staff won't ever return. Bobby is a great dude, but staff ruins experience. <laughs> Disgusting bar, electrical nightmare, structural and mold issues. Oh, and not haunted. Was that your dad? Yeah, like, the bathrooms like are destroyed. Like... Save your money. <laughs> yeah, that was dad must have been traveling through uh, Cincinnati. Cave Hill Cemetery is a resting place of many famed Kentuckians, including Frito Lay magician. Yes, I've been to his. I've been to his grave. Like they just did. They you, did you does he take have a, your power from? Does him? he have a name? Uh, they, just, I, they just refer to him as the Frito Lay magician. First yeah. name Frito, middle name Lay. No, he was. I, I actually can tell you who the. I don't remember his name. Officially, I can tell you, but it's a magic secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, magician never reveals his secrets. No, was, he um, he was actually a stage magician. And he was hired by the Frito Lay company to do all their conferences and things of that nature. So he worked. He was a magician who worked for Frito Lay. So if you go out there, there's a life size. It's it's kind of weird, but it's As cool. You get close to his grave, you just step on a Frito. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot speak for the cemetery since I was not allowed in on a back to encourage cars, but not to allow a back. How about a bike rack out in front and then allow me to oh, enter on bike. foot? I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> Maybe I simply missed it. What gives? A historical space built for cars and not allowing bikes? I was incredibly disappointed I could not experience this Louisville no, place of significance. You're reading that in the wrong accent. That is definitely <laughs> some hipster that's... I cannot speak for the cemetery <laughs> exactly. I was not allowed in on a bike. Exactly. I had my penny-farthing bicycle. <laughs> Uh, Colonel Sanders also there, and most recently Muhammad Ali. It's located on Baxter Avenue in Louisville and was built in the 1800s. The grounds were designed in the peak of the Victorian era, blah, blah, blah. There's also a variety of orbs. People hear footsteps. There's no doors to close, though. But unexplained the lights that appear at night and on film. Ornate tombstones and statues stand guard over the bones. It's it's a neat place if you've ever but get an opportunity to go out there and see it. The spirits are set to wonder. One of my friends is a caretaker there, and he says there's not only is it spooky but it 
the the wildlife that's there. He takes pictures of all these just, you know, animals you don't expect to be out in the middle of the city, but I guess the cemetery is a whole different thing. Um, Don't want to do that job. All right, last old Louisville, Louisville. Old Louisville, Louisville. During the late 1800s and early 1900s, the Old Louisville neighborhood was the premier community in Kentucky. This area featured beautiful French, Revival, and Georgian architectural designs, many with castle-like turrets and stained-glass windows. Some residents, well, some residents loved it so much they chose to hang around after death. I love this place. I'm just going to be here. Oh, here we go again. And death has visited the neighborhood often over the years, including a tuberculosis epidemic <laughs> that wiped out much of the population and many explained tragedies, including fires, mysterious deaths, and suicide. A high concentration of spirits are said to roam the area today, including women, men, and children who perished during the tuberculosis epidemic. Did you know there was a tuberculosis epidemic? Wow. There's also a... Um a ghost of, I suppose, a ghost of a, of a little boy who haunts St. James Court. Uh, in particular, many people report seeing an old woman who turned into a black cat, a man with a cloak and a hat who lingers near Sixton Hill, and a dark-haired woman in a Victorian dress. My grandparents used to own a house in um, Old Louisville down there on uh, Southern Parkway. And if there was a house anywhere in, in town that was haunted, that place had to have a ghost in it. That place was creepy as all get out. Uh, I have a bonus. Oh, ready? A the top haunted place in Texas. Oh, this is for you, Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Okay. Is it, is, is it the Alamo? The Alamo is on here. Oh. Um. Let me see. There's a couple of good ones on here. Let's see. And, and Texas they, Stadium. Texas Stadium. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh. All right. Let's go with this. This one, because it doesn't look haunted. It's the Plaza Theater Performing Arts Center in West Texas in El Paso. El Paso's theater, opening in 1930, operating for 55 years before shutting down in 1985. The theater then remained dark for about two decades before a grand renovation took place. Not surprisingly, the plaza spent its 76 years from inception to rebirth accumulating ghost stories. We managed to revive his historic theater before it was too late, says Gary Williams. Blah, 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 blah. The dust and cobwebs may be gone, but it appears the ghosts have remained. Some of the creepy tales. Are you ready? No tuberculosis, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Dang it. (coughs) A drifting woman in white. A materializing man in black. A vanishing child bouncing a ball. Like many ghost stories, the veracity lies in retelling. Wait, what, Aaron? Why? Uh, Hold up. So, John is a big ghost guy. Why are ghosts always bouncing balls? everywhere like it's always like oh we gotta bounce the ball see if the ghost bounces it back or it's always something like that have well, you noticed that well it um, goes it goes back to the whole and it, i mean it, it in all seriousness from what i, I read because i read a bunch of stuff on paranormal stuff is it all goes back to the idea that like a ball is something that is small enough and light enough that, that they it can, can manifest your energy tim just had it so there it is sorry that a poltergeist could move it or whatever. Well, yeah. a poltergeist okay. is completely different than a ghost. Poltergeists are a different breed of spirit. And, and a poltergeist is a turkey or chicken who is a ghost now. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Aaron, I need you to go to Houston, Texas to the Spaghetti Warehouse. <laughs> Located in the heart of downtown okay. Houston, the restaurant used to be a pharmaceutical warehouse. And prior to that, a cotton storage factory. Most of the ghost activity happens on the second floor, where legend says the owner of the pharmaceutical company met a tragic death while working the elevator late one night. His wife is said to come looking for him. After the restaurant had closed, employees washing dishes often see a lady in white walking around, supposedly his wife. 
and notice table settings and chairs rearranging spontaneously. If you come here, make sure to bring your camera. Wow. Unless you go in Waverly Hills. Wow. I <laughs> can't even see no pictures or nothing. He <laughs> couldn't take no pictures. There's a film and there weren't no crew there. John, is there a, or Charlie, is there a spaghetti warehouse Google reviews? <laughs> that food was terrible. <laughs> It was more of a uh, storefront than a warehouse. <laughs> uh, we would love. Is, to- is spaghetti warehouse kind of like the rival to Taco Casa? No, no. But I'm saying, you know, is there like a Meatloaf ta- Manor and you know? Uh, if there was a haunted Taco Casa, Pizza Pueblo, or the, like all different did types. You of- did you say Meatloaf Manor? Yeah. Oh, I would go for for a place I called would Meatloaf do Manor. Anything for loaf. <laughs> Not that Meatloaf Manor. <laughs> Every every boy is dressed like the loaf, <laughs> Mister Loaf, as he is known now. Meatloaf Manor could go in so many different directions. <laughs> Never know what you're going to walk into. Mm. If you're in the Meatloaf Manor, this is the podcast for you. Okay, so we oh. were discussing another very haunted places in in Louisville. Uh-oh. Uh oh, the White Castle on Dixie and Greenwood, <laughs> uh, and I did find some Google reviews for that. The White Castle, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We definitely got to start a segment called Google Review. <laughs> Just came through the drive-thru, ordered four breakfast sandwiches. There was a long piece of yarn or string dangling from my sandwich. How do you not see this when you're preparing it and putting it into the bag? Disgusting. Went in for a refund. We'll not be back. Pretty much disgusting. More White Castles are, no doubt. But this one is by far one of the three worst. Slow. Food cold, people working can't add, just pitiful. <laughs> but that's a truthful one. <laughs> uh, let's see. One more. Food tastes like cardboard. Fries and onion rings were soggy as a roll of paper towels left out in the rain all day. I gave it one star because I can't give it a negative number. Like negative 10, that would be too generous. <laughs> Try putting a sign up saying inside is carry out. That way I won't walk my 80-year-old mother all the way (laughs) I haven't seen in a while expecting to sit and chat while we eat. If there are signs, we certainly didn't see any. Did she just get out of prison? (laughs) Last one. (laughs) Pardon the language, guys. This is the good review. I got food poisoning from them damn sliders with cheese and the fries tasted absolutely abysmal. Surprising you how to spell abysmal. I got the poops. Well, speaking of abysmal, if you love this podcast, <laughs> you can check out more of us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Of the sandwich, not the diarrhea. I was waiting over 30 minutes, drive through, not delivery, just for my chicken sandwiches to be cold fish sandwiches. And he's got a picture of the sandwich with the mic taken uh, we're now on Stitcher. Please don't give us negative please, reviews. Please don't. Because <laughs> we'll read them. Negative we, 10 we is not them. what we're looking for, uh, folks. But we wanted to close out tonight's podcast with, uh, with a quick word from... Oh, yeah. We did get a message from Doug. We did get a message from... We think it's Doug. We know it's Doug. This uh, if this hangs up on you, Aaron, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aaron, we're sorry if this hangs up on you. So uh, we'll call you back. All right. Hello. We've been trying to reach you concerning your vehicle's extended warranty. You should have received a notice in the mail about your car's extended warranty eligibility. Since we've not gotten a response, we're giving you a final courtesy call before we close out your file. 
Please press 2 to be removed and place on our do not call list. To speak to someone about possibly extending or reinstating your vehicle's warranty, please press 1 to speak with a warranty specialist. One moment, please, while I connect you. Did Doug mean to call us or call? I don't know. Hello? 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 Doug? Did someone actually press one? <laughs> wow, I really don't know what to do. Do you think Doug? those guys ever call? Uh, I was really just hoping to speak to someone. I'm actually really lonely. Everyone usually just hangs up or puts us on the do not call list. Are you there? Hello? Do you think ever anybody ever actually has that conversation? I don't know. Right. Well, hey, check us out on Facebook as well. We'd love to hear some haunted stories from you. We're going to be back next week talking about Halloween costumes. All that and more on next week's Louisville's Best Podcast. I'm sorry, Brent. We'll catch you later. Aaron. I can't believe nobody mentioned Punky Brewster's Halloween episode. That is the scariest Halloween episode ever.